What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Passing Downs Podcast. I'm your host, Rahul. I'm here with my boy, PD. PD, say what's up. What's up? And we're back with one of our final QB Room episodes. We're getting to the juiciest bits. This is obviously the second best QB Room in the league, or at least how we feel. Uh, All things taken into consideration. But uh, before we jump into that, just a quick shout out to our socials. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. PD's at PD34. And I'm at RealRahulPody2. Please check us out there if you haven't already. And if you've been enjoying the series, the podcast in general, please like, subscribe, do what you got to do on the platform you're uh, watching, listening on uh, to support because we'd appreciate it a lot. And with that being said, back to the QB room episodes and uh, it's getting close to the end. It's been a fun, fun ride. And this last couple QB rooms have been the most fun because these are, well, obviously the best ones, as we've said. And today we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills starring, obviously, starting quarterback Josh Allen. And PD, I'll let you get into, well, breakdown of Josh Allen's game. Yeah, so Josh Allen, um, I probably don't need to get too much into detail if you watch any sort of football, you'll know about Josh Allen and how he plays. But um, just for the sake of the podcast detail, um, Josh Allen, one of the great arms in the history of the NFL, um, from a velocity standpoint, from a max distance standpoint, even from a flexibility standpoint, which is crazy for a guy his size. Um, But he has that sort of physical toolbox. He checks literally every box that you possibly can as an athlete at quarterback. Um, He is one of the most devastating scramblers I've seen um, enter the league. incredible at breaking tackles can make guys miss in space can jump over guys it's it's crazy what he can do um as a scrambler and he's improved massively uh since he entered the league in terms of his processing especially his accuracy it's taken one of the greatest jumps in league history um and his timing has gotten so so much better um from when he came out into the league, I probably would have projected him to be kind of a play-action heavy quarterback who just kind of chucks it deep because I didn't think his timing and accuracy would get there. But um, it's gotten so, so much better to the point where he can shoulder an, a, a huge load of the offense. Um, he doesn't really need help in the run game. Um, he can just do things all on his own. Um, and that, that, that that's a bit of a double-edged sword, as we'll get into. But um, he can lift teams with poor offensive talent to uh, decent and even strong heights, and um, as we've seen with his uh, synergy with Stefan Diggs, um, he can take good to great receivers and make them even better. Um, so that is an element of his game. Um, it's not as good as Joe Burrow's, as we talked about in the last episode. And the guy um, at number one on our list also is better in that area. But he certainly has that in his toolbox. So um, an incredibly comprehensively talented quarterback who's on the fast track to the Hall of Fame um, and doesn't really have too many holes in his game. Um, but when we, when we get to the top, we have to really nitpick, and uh, we'll get into some of the negatives as we go on. Yeah, I like that you pointed that out at the end, because right now we'll talk about all the positives of Allen, and as we go into later what we're talking about, obviously there's only small things that can separate the elite here. But Allen, one thing you mentioned in, is how amazing he is at elevating just regular offenses. And I think one thing I mentioned a bunch of times talking about him and his season last year is how he's simply just become a one-man weapon. Like, that Bills offense runs completely through him, both passing and even rushing, as PD mentioned. He's just become this offensive unit almost, and he's just an absolutely amazing at getting yards in which 
any which way. And you mentioned the big jump he made ever since that 2020 year he had, which is obviously incredible. Uh, he's pretty much been firmly in that elite category, and we've seen a lot of great things, specifically that 2021 playoffs. And it all starts from him, like you said, being an absolute physical specimen. I believe he's like 6'4", probably uh, around like 225, 230 pounds, and just pure brute strength. The way he runs, it's very few quarterbacks ever in the league that I've seen run in that way because especially nowadays, you really don't want your quarterback taking too many hits. You don't want them risking that sort of injury. But Josh Allen's just so physically imposing that it almost just hasn't mattered. Like he's still been relatively healthy despite running through linebackers, running through safeties in the open field. And a lot of the plays they call for him are right through the teeth of the defense too. And he's able to just brute force offense this way as as a rusher. And it's incredible to watch. And as a passer, we talked about how much he's improved as well. And with the big arm he has, he just becomes an absolute threat to make an incredible play, a highlight play, something that changes the game completely at any time. And ever since he has gotten deep threats like a Gabe Davis, a Stephon Diggs, he's able to just kind of launch the ball downfield. Obviously, one of the biggest arms of all time probably throws it farther than anybody else in the league right now. And it really shows with that. And ever since his accuracy has improved, the short game has improved a lot as well. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest strides he made with his season last year. Is he isn't someone who has to only go deep and make these incredible plays to have sustainable offense. He's kind of expanded a little bit. And with that aggressive style of play, always taking shots, attacking, it does come with some downsides like we were talking about. He is prone to fumbling a lot with that physical style of running. He is thrown, prone to throwing a lot of interceptions uh, with his aggressive style of passing the football. Uh, but I think with us having him ranked two, it kind of goes to show the amount of plays he's making, uh, making all these explosive plays far outweighs all the mistakes he's making here. And he's just kind of become a human highlight machine with the amount of just physical prowess he's had over the past couple of years at that quarterback position so and he continues that with an incredible season last year which I guess we'll get into right now yeah before I jump right into that I would like to touch on one more thing with the strengths um I think he's probably quite underrated as a pocket passer um just because he has one flaw in that area which is um he bails from the pocket quite often uh, pretty easily for a guy his size you wouldn't really expect that but um he's very ready to go and make a play outside the pocket, um, which I can't really fault him for. He's probably the best at doing stuff outside the pocket when looking at both the rushing and the passing, but um, it's definitely worse than what he is in the pocket, just like it is for every QB. Um, The thing that I wanted to mention is that his anticipation and timing has gotten to the point where it's actually just really good um, rather than just clearing the bar for um, just solid. And that allows him with the arm strength plus anticipation combination. Normally that works on like a sliding scale where if you don't have the requisite arm strength, you've got to throw the ball earlier. Um, like we'll see what we saw with Joe Burrow, like we talked about last episode, but with him, with Josh Allen, um, the phrase, he can make any throw, it actually applies because he throws things early and he throws things with extreme velocity and he can throw with extreme touch. So um, incredibly gifted thrower of the football. Um, And I just wanted to mention that before we get right into it. 
Yeah, I completely agree there. I think that kind of goes under the radar, too, because of just the kind of way he plays. Uh, the stuff I guess the casual fan will see is obviously is him playmaking, getting out of the pocket, running people over, the deep passes. But one thing that's definitely gone under the radar is how he's developed over the past couple of years, being able to throw those comebacks, quick outs, whatnot. I mean, Stefan Diggs' route tree is incredible, and Allen has been able to explore pretty much all of it because of his at least anticipation and being able to get the ball there and just a second's notice because of how strong his arm is. All right, let's get into these 2022 games. So starting off with week one, primetime game opening night um, against the Rams. This was incredible from Josh Allen. Um, early on in the game, he was just cutting them up, throwing with anticipation, like I just mentioned, um, throwing dots to uh, short area receivers and intermediate area receivers. Um, the timing was incredible. Um, and then as the Rams started to play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, he started bombing them deep. Um, two interceptions in this game, only one I thought was his fault. Um, and towards the end of the game, he makes a couple of insane throws. The one running full speed to his right to Diggs um, for a touchdown, incredible throw. Um, he makes a number of great ones as well. Uh, other than that in the, in the game, uh, that weren't really like that giant explosive play like we'll talk about for a number of other games. But um, incredible in the intermediate area, really, really good early on in the short area. Um, just the one turnover they play is holding me back from saying this was one of the best games of the year, but it was still spectacular. Yeah, after watching this game, and we'll get more into how much of a big fan of Allen PD is, but after this game, I was absolutely drinking that Josh Allen Kool-Aid because he was incredible in this one. And I'll agree, maybe a bit of a rocky start for the Bills. Not so much him because I agree, only one of those picks was his fault. But in general, that first quarter became a little bit rough as a result of that. A lot of turnaround here and there. But after that, I think that was kind of just the first quarter of the season jitters and Josh Allen kind of settled in and kind of locked in and shredded this Rams team. And at this time, we weren't sure if this Rams team was going to be bad. They had just come off a Super Bowl. In fact, this was expected to be a great matchup. And the Bills kind of just took over because of how incredible Allen was. And he was able to do it in every which way. I thought he was also really good in the rushing game in this. Uh, the Rams obviously aren't really known to have the best uh, front seven at this point, especially the linebacker core. And Josh Allen absolutely exploited that through the middle of the field. They really had no one to combat that, uh, getting a touchdown there as well. And passing the ball, there was just so many highlight plays, so many splash plays he made in this one that made up for that one mistake he had early on. And he was doing it accurately too. Normally in a Josh Allen game like this, you would expect a couple more incompletions with how aggressive he plays but he was going short in this game as well as attacking deep and he was hitting all his throws they were nickel and diming their way downfield which is something you didn't expect out of the bills he was really good and those deep passes to both Diggs and Gabe Davis were incredible in this one just a really really good performance to start the year and it honestly surprised me considering how most of these quarterbacks we've talked about they don't start off this hot because it takes a second to get into your full rhythm, and it was surprising to see Josh Allen come in so on fire. All right, moving on to the next one against Tennessee. This one was really, really good. Again, it does have a turnover-worthy play that doesn't show up in the stat sheet um, with the interceptable pass, but, uh, man, he was he was amazing for the rest of the game, dicing them up in the short and intermediate areas. Um, his receivers were definitely doing more work than they were in the previous game where Allen was just bombs away, anticipation, throwing guys open. Um, but 
yeah, in this game, I thought he played very, very well, um, pushing the ball down the field aggressively when he needed to, um, and making sure to check down when he had to as well. Just a very, very complete performance that I thought he was very, very good in. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. This performance is very good. And I agree, there was one interception-worthy play that didn't really show up here. But aside from that, this game was pretty much, like, incredible pretty clean overall uh his accuracy drops a little bit in this one but that's kind of more of what we expect out allen and still very very good uh despite the titans kind of attacking him bringing a lot of pressure i feel like he did a great job of avoiding it getting rid of the ball ball checking down like pd mentioned when he needed to and just kind of dealing with that because this titans team also i think at this point was expected to maybe give the bills a little bit of a challenge they also had a pretty good defense here someone who a team that kind of even matches well against this bills team and josh allen really didn't care he just like pd said took this and went bombs away all day stefan Diggs just seemed to be open all day long i don't know what the titans game plan going into this one was but uh, clearly they didn't plan enough for what Diggs had for him. And Josh Allen and Diggs just absolutely cooked this defense. The duo was incredible in this one. And he did do a good job of checking it down to other people, but really no one else was necessary because of how good Diggs was and how good Allen was at getting him the ball. So another really good game. All right, moving on to the next one. Oh boy, this one's a little bit of a rough one. Uh, a little, <laughs> a lot of a rough one. Um, and it's crazy how the box score just really, really hides uh, how horrendous this game was by Allen. Uh, the Bills had 90 plays on offense, excluding penalties, and they managed to drop 19 points. So I can tell you that the rhythm of the offense was totally terrible. Um, and this is where that's something that I've said in the previous podcast. Um, if you have turnover-worthy plays that aren't uh, punished by the defenders, you can still disrupt the rhythm of the offense because they're incompletions and fumbles and such. And that's exactly what happened this game. Josh Allen, one turnover, but I counted seven turnover-worthy plays. And that that is like a crazy, crazy number that you wouldn't think an elite quarterback can reach. Um, but for the way Josh Allen plays, it's, it's very, very reasonable for him to reach this number. Um, I do want to give a little bit of credit where he was generating a ton of explosive plays as well. But for me, you have to generate something like 10, 11 explosive plays, um, probably not a realistic number. Um, and so having something like seven turnover-worthy plays like he did in this game, uh, just not feasible. And I think he was the biggest reason that they lost this game, despite the fact that the box score is overwhelmingly positive, I would say. Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said there, uh, because I also really felt like the Bills always were on offense, and they really weren't able to get going, as we can see with the 19 points, losing a pretty important game. And it really did feel like Josh Allen and that whole offense wasn't in sync. And I say this with a lot of quarterbacks, but it once again applied here with Allen. And I really never thought, I'd have to say this with Allen, but I thought he was a little bit too unaggressive in this one because of all the mistakes he was making and normally you would see all of these kind of turnover worthy plays pile up because he was he's like being too aggressive doing too much I thought he made those mistakes it ended up going that way and he kind of went away from his typical game and we saw a lot more checkdowns, a lot more intermediate level throws because Josh Allen had almost lost confidence in, in himself and we still were able to see a couple of 
highlight plays, but really not what we expect out of a Josh Allen game to make up for all the mistakes. And today, he made even more mistakes than normal. Those three fumbles, I thought, were pretty bad. And even though they lost only one of them, I thought all of them kind of disrupted the flow of their offense, messed up that drive in one way or another. And the number of turnover-worthy plays he threw, or, or uh, interception-worthy plays he pa- uh, threw, uh, even though they were dropped, those end up being incompletions. They disrupt the offense. And I remember towards the end of the game, Josh Allen did have an opportunity to go down. And even though nothing necessarily would have changed about the rest of his performance, he did have a chance to kind of win Buffalo this game with one final drive. And we see that happen a lot. Quarterbacks have not the best games, but they're able to tough it out with one drive. And I felt like that was the drive he disappointed me the most because it was a pretty long drive. And at the end, he kind of just throws it in the dirt. Uh, a lot of miscommunications and a lot of incompletions there. That ends up costing them the game. And it kind of reflected what happened the rest of the game where he was getting a lot of yards, he was getting downfield, but he just wasn't able to get it done uh, at the end of drives finish. And just ends up being a below-average game for me. All right, moving on to the next one. So a string of stronger performances starting here. Um, the completion percentage lying a lot in this one because Bill's receiver is dropping the ball left and right. Um, and so I thought he could have completed at least five, six more passes in this one, which would make the completion percentage a lot more salvageable. Um, and in general, I thought as a passer, he was doing good things, pushing the ball in the intermediate areas in the short area as well. Um, the one interception I did think was really on him entirely. And he was very, very impactful on the ground in this one, breaking a ton of tackles, generating a ton of first downs. Um, so even though the box score doesn't look very good, um, I thought he was decent as a passer and pretty impactful as a rusher. So overall, I'm going to give this a very good performance. Uh, I wasn't – I mean, I don't think this was a bad performance, but I wasn't as high on this performance because of a couple of mistakes and he didn't make up for it with any crazy plays here. And I think the biggest thing for me, I agree for sure that uh, he wasn't uh, exactly inaccurate. There were a lot of drops in this one that kind of disrupted the offense. We would expect more. But it was kind of the mistakes that took away from it a little bit. Starting off early with that interception did mess things up for a little bit for the Bills. But they were able to recover eventually. And a lot of that was because of Allen. He did a good job of kind of exploring what we saw a little bit in that Rams game where he was kind of working underneath the middle of the field, so to speak. But I feel like when Allen's not making those deep plays that we know he can make, and I think part of it was the Ravens secondary kind of being very sticky with the uh, Buffalo receivers. He wasn't getting too much separation here. But he wasn't really able to push the ball downfield as much. He does make up for it a little bit with – how good he was as a rusher. I think the Ravens were taking that away from him and he was able to adapt a little bit, but I would have liked a little bit more and that fumble and interception take away from him a little bit. So I wouldn't say very good. I'd say this was an above average performance, but uh, he left a little bit room for more because of the lack of aggressiveness, which normally we see out of Allen plenty and he's great at it. I think this game just wasn't his day for whatever reason, trying to connect downfield. All right, speaking of aggressiveness, let's move on to the Week 5 game against Pittsburgh where he is bombs away um, every play, just attacking down the field. Does have the one turnover they play with the interception, but, man, this was incredible in terms of pushing the ball down the field and explosive play after explosive play, finishes with 400-plus yards and four touchdowns, and 
yeah, that, that is representative of the positives he was generating in this game. No sacks as well, low pressure numbers, um, despite despite pushing the ball down the field. So great job from the Steelers or from the uh, Bills' offensive line and Josh Allen avoiding those pressures. And um, yeah, I was very very thoroughly impressed with this performance. I absolutely agree. And this Steelers defense, honestly, is no joke. And for him to be able to cakewalk through them was very, very impressive for me. And it's almost kind of funny seeing Josh Allen throw an interception first uh, quarter every single time because it almost feels like he needs to get that mistake out of him. And then he just absolutely shreds defenses. And that's kind of what we saw here. Uh, So many explosive plays a 98-yard touchdown to Gabe Davis, which was absolutely incredible. And they just had no answer for Josh Allen going deep. He was going deep to Davis, Diggs, Shakir. We were just seeing bomb after bomb. And this is the Josh Allen I just love to see because the mistake, there was really only just one, like we mentioned, no fumbles. Uh, He did a great job of staying away from sacks. I think it's because his receivers were getting open so much he was able to get rid of it before the Steelers' D-line even had an opportunity to do that sort of thing. But he was just incredible, only one minor mistake, and made up for it more, more than enough with plenty of explosive plays. Was pretty impactful in the few carries he had as well. Uh, I think he had one pretty long carry too, and that always adds a added benefit to his game and what he's got going on. So very, very good performance for me, for sure. All right, moving on to the next one. I think this is probably the most hyped performance of the year, um, and for good reason, because Allen was incredible against Kansas City. Um, this was a hyped matchup, of course, um, with it being the rematch of uh, the championship game or the divisional game, sorry, from a couple of years ago, um, and the the championship game from three years ago, Um, Bills against Chiefs, and we know that's a big rivalry. Um, And Allen came to play in this one, making deep shot after deep shot down the field in critical moments down the stretch, um, leads a game-winning drive with a bunch of explosive plays in there. Um, He was under pressure a good amount. Some of that is his own fault, but um, only taking one sack was pretty impressive there. it was it was just such a complete and thorough dusting of the the Chiefs defense um, from an explosive play standpoint. Um, I was really really impressed with this game, and there's a number of really impressive runs in there as well. Um, the fumble is the one thing that can take away from this performance being one of the very best of the year. But uh, yeah, this was this was elite performance for me. I absolutely agree, and I kind of love how in this past couple of years we've seen like this Bills, Bengals, Chiefs kind of rivalry going on because none of those teams are traditionally teams that have anything against each other. But obviously, they because of who they have at quarterback, those teams are going to be cornerstone uh, cornerstones of the AFC for a while. And I like to see these guys come out to play for these matchups because that's exactly what Josh Allen did here. Uh, one of his better performances of the year. He was absolutely incredible. And this was one of those rare Josh Allen performances we see where we don't see too many of those mistakes. Obviously, that fumble he had was pretty bad and will take away from overall uh, his total impact. But outside of that w- mistake he made, he was pretty much lights out the rest of the way. Uh, I didn't think he was as impactful in the rushing game. He did have one good run, but overall the Chiefs defense did a good job of kind of plugging that up. But one thing they had no idea how to stop once again, because we've seen it happen in the playoffs too, is 
stopping Allen in the passing game because he was maybe not going bombs away kind of like the previous week, but he was making a lot of spectacular throws downfield. Uh, his connection with Diggs once again lit up. The Chiefs had no idea how to defend Diggs, the amount of route combos he has going on, and Josh Allen was just getting it to him on the money every time. A couple of splash plays here and there from Gabe Davis and Nos- Dawson Knox as well. And I think Allen was just super accurate in making those throws too. Even though he was going downfield, what it felt like quite often, he really wasn't missing too much. A lot of his misses were just really tight windows or a receiver just not getting to the ball by a little bit. Uh, Those couple of misses here and there is kind of what you'll get with this sort of aggressive offense. And with the amount of plays that did connect because he was accurate enough, it really didn't matter. Uh, Also did a great job at avoiding sacks. Obviously, with a quarterback like Allen, the Chiefs did want to bring a lot of pressure. And it seemingly didn't affect him. And they were only able to bring him down one time, too. Uh, So that fumble does bring it down to just a very good performance to me instead of spectacular, but still really, really good game. All right, moving on to the next one against Green Bay after the bye end. This one was a bizarre game. So it started off on fire in the first half, and I was like, oh, man, we're in for another Josh Allen elite performance, third one in a row. Um, But uh, it did not end that way. It was so weird to watch at the end, Josh Allen just chucking picks. Um, But I will say the first half was so good that I will just be like, um, amazing first half, disastrous second half. It comes out to about an average passing performance in the end. Um, and then he did a little bit on the ground to salvage his day. So I would say overall this comes out to above a, a slightly above average performance. But uh, yeah, bizarre first half versus second half comparison. Yeah, this game really was a tale of two halves for sure. And this is kind of the first game we've seen uh, like this out of Josh Allen. It seems like with every quarterback we go up, we see a lot less of these, but it gets to every quarterback in every time. And it happened in this one. Allen was kind of riding off the momentum of the last couple of games and he started off on fire. He was pretty accurate, hitting all his passes, going downfield, uh, making big plays. It seemed like another run in the mill job for him. And in the second half, I think the bills kind of let off the gas pedal and included, including Allen, and we saw a lot more miscues. That's where we see a lot of those incompletions happen. I think we saw both of the sacks happen then as well. Uh, Two pretty bad picks in the same quarter, too. Kind of gave the Packers a chance to come back, and they really weren't suited offensively enough to truly come back here. Uh, But the Bills certainly gave them an opportunity, and it was because of Josh Allen's two picks and another Stephon Diggs fumble that the Packers were able to just kind of formulate something uh in this one to me all the splash plays he made in the first half don't quite outweigh the mistakes he made to kind of make the second half pointless so to me this was just a mid mediocre performance tale of two halves averages out to just be somewhere in the middle all right moving on to the next one this one was an objective disaster and it got even worse at the end when he got injured um alan was horrendous as a passer in this game two picks both of them on him. One of them, one of the worst picks, maybe the worst pick I saw all year when he just forgot that the linebacker who was five yards in front of him existed. Um, that was definitely something to see. Um, two fumbles as well on top of that. Um, just a very, very bad performance in terms of protecting the football. Um, and his deep shots weren't as successful. He does have one really impressive throw at the end of the game, um, which is which bounces off his receiver's chest. But uh, yeah, I, I can't give him any more credit than that. This was a really bad performance as a passer 
Um, had a couple of explosive runs, which was cool, but uh, definitely not enough to make up for it. And I would say this was solidly below average. Yeah, Allen definitely carries the momentum he kind of had from the second half of last game to kind of the entire game here because he was pretty poor. And before I get into the negatives, one positive he definitely had in this one was the run game. Uh, I think because Allen clearly wasn't as at his best, didn't have his stuff, uh, so to speak, the coaching staff certainly went more to him in the rushing game, which is always obviously going to be there. He was still very impactful going down the middle and whatnot, going downhill and bruising this Jets defense. A lot of big runs, especially one that was nearly a 40-yarder, two touchdowns. So that's one thing that does salvage this performance for me from being absolutely terrible. Uh, but aside from that, not really much else I can say. And I think this Jets defense once again, to another elite quarterback, gave a lot of problems. I feel like their DBs were just so tight on uh, Allen's receivers that he would hold the ball waiting for something to happen, and they were just able to get to him. A lot of coverage sacks in this one. And that's why we see five out of him, which someone as big and elusive as him, that's not very common. And then two interceptions as well, both which I thought were his fault, uh, including the one that you mentioned, PD, which was obviously one of his worst of the season kind of just right to the linebacker there. I didn't even know who he was trying to go to. Uh, it sucked to see. And I thought he was pretty inaccurate in general because of all that, all the pressure on him. He was bailing the pocket too much. Uh, we saw him try to play make, but it really wasn't working out. Uh, I thought him normally to get out of this ruts in these sort of games, he tries to target digs. And he was able to do that a little bit, got uh, one deep shot going, but it kind of felt like, Diggs and Allen weren't on the same page. A lot of passes downfield that just simply didn't drop into Diggs' hands uh, for whatever reason, mainly because Allen was just missing throws. Same kind of happened with guys like Gabe Davis, uh, James Cook as well. Uh, it sucks, and it happens to all these quarterbacks, less often to guys like Allen, but it kind of is what it is. With the rushing, I won't call it a terrible performance, but it was still well below average. All right, moving on to the next one. This one against Minnesota. Uh, what a, what an incredible game. Maybe one of the greatest games I've ever watched in my life. Um, yeah, but this was a wildly up-and-down performance. It started out hot again. Um, Allen making explosive plays. Um, incredible one-handed catch by Diggs, which was later topped by J Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, this game was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and Allen was playing well. Um, and I thought he was still playing well, despite the fact that he ended up throwing two picks. Um but then the thing happened where he fumbled in his own end zone, one of the worst plays of the year, um, on a drop snap. Um, yeah, and that just totally unlocked this game out of contention for being truly good. Again, um, strong rushing performance. was very impressed with him um, in that sense. Um, so that can salvage it to being a solid game. But uh, yeah, the passing at the end, just dropping the snap, plus the turnover-worthy plays other than that, um, Passing very average, rushing incredible. I think that evens out to um, a very good performance, but it should have been so much better. Uh, I feel very differently to you about this game, but one thing I 
do want to objectively say is this game was absolutely incredible. So many ups and downs uh, with Buffalo going up early, the Vikings coming back, the Diggs catch, like you said, the Jefferson catch. That was one of the best I've ever seen. That was absolutely incredible and needs to be mentioned, even though he's not really getting talked about in this episode. Uh, but to me, Josh Allen kind of does disappoint here. And it felt like another one of those games where he just wasn't where he was in the first half and the second half again. Because the first half, in my opinion, he was playing pretty well. Uh, he was quite accurate in this one. Really didn't make any mistakes, in my opinion. Uh, if it wasn't for, I believe, a Devin Singletary fumble, they might have scored every single drive here. And it seemed like even though he wasn't really attacking downfield, hitting shot after shot on this Vikings defense, he was really just cutting them up down low, really mentally abusing them by hitting them with a lot of intermediate passes, a lot of short ones that were getting a lot of yak yards. And he has his connection with Diggs on point already. Uh, and we see that a lot in the second half too. But to me, what ends up just killing the performance is the amount of mistakes he makes in that second half. Not only that fumble return touchdown he gives up, which is pretty bad, and pretty much single-handedly puts Minnesota back in the game, but also that interception to end the game that uh, I really wasn't a big fan of. I, I thought that was the completely wrong read there. And an interception earlier in that second half as well. And I think all of those mistakes uh, allowed this Vikings team back into this game. Uh, and even though the Bills were able to put up a pretty good uh, defense uh in that first half against this Vikings team, uh, Allen was turning it over so much and the Vikings were getting so much chances that they really weren't able to hold on long-term. And I think that kind of takes away from what he did in the first half with all of his amazing throws and whatnot. Cause to me, he also didn't make enough plays downfield in terms of explosives to make up for all the game altering mistakes he made, which I'd count as three. And I had another interceptable pass as well. Uh, I also felt like he was bailing on the pocket a bit too much. Uh, this Vikings D-line were honestly comfortable with sitting back and not letting Allen go deep on them. So they weren't really attacking him rushing either. And he still managed to take two sacks, which I really didn't think uh, were his offensive line's fault. It were more like coverage sacks. So overall, with the fumble included, I have him as a below average performance. So I really don't think... Uh, he he ended up benefiting uh, the team overall because of all the mistakes he made. All right, moving on to the next one. So this one's a little bit of a weirder game. Um, the Bills go very much into the ground game, almost rushing as much as they drop back to pass. Um, but for the way that they played offense, I thought Josh Allen was very, very good. Um, making a couple of explosive plays down the field, didn't put the ball in harm's way, um, was pretty efficient, had a couple of drops in there, so the completion percentage is a little bit lower than it probably should have been, um, which is why I'm saying it's very, very efficient. Um, and he did a good job avoiding pressure in general. It did take two sacks, but um, I thought that them doing a good job, um, the Bills' offensive line collectively, uh, plus Josh Allen, um, of just avoiding the plays that he was under pressure, um, I thought that did him uh, a good amount of good. And um, yeah, I thought this performance was very, very good in terms of the role that he was asked. 
to me, this is one of those games, and we kind of have it with all of these guys, where you kind of can't take too much from it because of the limited role the quarterback was in. And I felt like this was a rare occurrence where the Bills didn't have to rely on Allen because, uh, for once, another aspect of their offense kind of was able to t- take over and not force him to shoulder the load of this offense. And I think for that, it ends up being a just slightly above average performance for me. I didn't see him go downfield and make any spectacular plays that I normally see at Allen, but I also really didn't see any mistakes because of how good James Cook was in the running game, how good Devin Singletary was in the running game, and Allen kind of just worked off that. A lot of play action, getting rid of the ball quick, and it wasn't a typical game where the Bills were just torching uh, DBs with uh, Stefan Diggs. It seemed really weird because uh, the Browns normally aren't the type of defense to strap up an offense like this Bills team. But I think Denzel Ward just did a good job against Diggs, and the Bills kind of had to pivot because they were getting dared to run the ball with anyone but Allen. And they said, you know what, we're going to do that. And Allen did exactly his job to supplement it, but nothing spectacular to put me over the top. So just an above average game for me. All right, moving on to the next one against Detroit. So this one was a little bit of an up-and-down game. Um, Josh Allen with pretty bad fumble plus a pick. Um, yeah, those two combined uh, puts a big dent in his performance, but he was generating some very, very impressive explosive plays, in my opinion, um, specifically the one on the final drive to Diggs. Just an incredible, incredible throw. Puts incredible velocity on it to drive it between four defenders um, and basically win them the game. So um, that throw kind of pushes this one from um, just average to a very good performance on its own because of how good that one play was. But um, aside from that, he was also making explosives to kind of make up for his mistakes. So I thought this one was a solid performance overall. Uh, Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there for the most part. I think there were a couple of mistakes. One thing you didn't mention is the sacks as well. Uh, This Lions team really isn't a team that is able to get after the quarterback. In fact, that was one of their weak points overall as a unit last year, and they were still able to get to Allen a couple of times because uh, I felt like he bailed from the pocket and almost ran into a couple of those sacks, Uh, as well as obviously the pick and fumble kind of weighing down his overall game. But he did do a lot of good in this one. He was amazing in the rushing attack. Uh, That kind of poor Lions linebacker core really had no answer for Allen just coming downhill at them and bulldozing through and we saw him kind of showcase his athleticism and speed a couple of times with the runs where he was able to break a couple uh, on the outside which we normally see Allen run a lot between the tackles so seeing him in the open field too was also a really scary sight uh picked up a touchdown there as well so pretty good there and overall I didn't think he uh generated a crazy amount of explosive plays but he did uh make a lot of big time tight window throws where it mattered especially at, like you mentioned at the end of that that game that throw to Diggs was absolutely incredible and definitely was a big part they won that game uh, I did expect a little bit more considering it was the Lions defense because a lot of teams absolutely torch this defense and we've seen what Allen can do in terms of dropping bombs in terms of even bigger defenses. But he still did a pretty good job at going downfield while staying uh, underneath. I thought he was a little bit less accurate than normal, uh, but still more than serviceable there. So with all the mistakes uh, and all the good he did, I think it comes out to a slightly above average performance once again. Uh, pretty solid, but definitely room for more. 
All right, moving on to the next one against Detroit. So this one, again, uh, a bit of an up-and-down performance. And um, it starts again with the turnover of the plays. Multiple dropped interceptions in this one for me, um, plus a bad fumble. So that puts him at three turnover-worthy plays. But, man, he was really, really, really good at generating explosives in this one. So um, I, I would just have to say um, that that up-and-down nature, it ended up being an end result of a good performance for me. Um, yeah, just I was kind of overwhelmed with some of the explosives that he was making specifically the one um for the touchdown near the beginning of the game where you're just scrambling right and he's like almost out of bounds and chucks it across his body for a touchdown incredibly impressive play um and yeah overall i was i was pretty impressed with this performance i would call it very good despite those turnover worthy plays uh i'm a little bit lower on this performance but i do agree with a lot of what you said as well I thought he was kind of got back after a couple of games of not being the most accurate guy in the world to a relatively decent accuracy level. Uh, but to me, I just didn't think there were as many explosives as you felt like. I thought that play he made at the end of the first was really incredible to digs, but I didn't see too many plays generate massive yards downfield. And I think that's why they weren't able to kind of march down as much in that second half because in the first half they were pre- uh, pretty good at scoring a lot of points uh they were able to score one at the start of the first half uh, for a start of the second quarter obviously as we mentioned again later before the half and then the second half they kind of slowed down and I think it was a lot to do with with those mistakes that Allen made for one I thought uh, honestly, the Patriots made an effort to not really go after Allen because I think quarterbacks like him, they kind of like to uh, not give him easy plays by blitzing him and giving him a quick hot read and killing them that way. They kind of want him to they kind of sit back and want him to slice and dice his defense. And in that, he still was able took two sacks, had those two interceptable worthy passes, as well as a pretty bad fumble, which. I thought kind of messed up the flow of their offense in that second half. Uh, Overall, he was still pretty accurate, still generating a lot of plays in the intermediate range, but I really don't think he went deep and was able to generate enough explosives to outweigh the mistakes. So to me, this was an average performance. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, This one against the Jets, and the Jets just kind of have Allen's number, man. It's it's a really, really great defense for sure, Um, and they – kind of take advantage of all the Bills' weaknesses with their kind of mediocre play on the interior interior with Quinn and Williams and um, their sticky coverage on the outside, um, interrupting what Diggs wants to do. But uh, Allen, yeah, just not a great rhythm in this one. And despite the fact that I didn't think he put the ball in harm's way in this one, it was just very, very out of sync for the offense. And um, yeah, for that reason, I can only give this one a slightly below average performance. Um, I do have to mention the context of the weather, like I will for every Buffalo game that looks this ugly. But uh, yeah, it still was just a very wildly up and down game for Allen in terms of the consistency, a number of drops from the receivers for sure. Um, yeah, just just a weird performance from the passing attack overall. And he wasn't super duper impactful as a rusher, but I will give him points for being pretty solid there. I like that you mentioned the weather because we are kind of getting to that part of the season where in Buffalo, pretty much every home game you're going to see is a bad weather game. And as much as Josh Allen is great in that weather and he's adapted a little bit, you're still going to see a little bit of struggles as a result of that. Uh, But even despite that, I still think he was pretty poor in this one. And 
with what PD said, it's kind of the Jets having his number, and they just match up well. Uh, I think particularly with the lack of receiver depth the Bills have, aside from Diggs, they really don't have any other elite separators, and the Jets' kind of overall cornerback core is one of the best at sticking to receivers in the entire league, and they did exactly that in this one, whether it was Diggs, Gabe Davis, McKenzie. Uh, they were all kind of strapped up the entire game, and Josh Allen was forced to make a lot of tough throws, which he really wasn't able to make. Uh, he, they also came after him with the blitzes. Like Petey mentioned, up the middle, there was a lot of pressure because of how weak uh, the Bills' defense is, or the Bills' offensive line is there. And I'd say the amount of sacks he took was honestly more on that than on Allen. Uh, but he didn't do the best job at getting rid of the ball quickly anyways. Uh, I think overall, even with the bad weather included, I would still make this a bad game because his accuracy seemed off even with the bad weather excluded, he really, uh, he wasn't able to be aggressive downfield, and that kind of seemed like it limited him to being a very primitive passer and not really much uh, creativeness going on, wasn't able to dissect the defenses underneath as, as much as I would have liked, and it seemed like a very pedestrian performance overall. Uh, didn't even make up for it too much in the run game. Did have one good touchdown, but other than that, he wasn't too impactful there as well. So to me, this game was uh, bad or below average. All right, moving on to the next one. I think we should definitely agree on this one. So the weather in this one, absolute disaster. Um, like we mentioned for uh, Tua when we talked about him, same thing applies for Josh Allen. And we have to give him extra credit for when he does well in terrible weather games. Um, he was really, really good considering the conditions. Does have two fumbles, but I think ball security is to be expected um, in those kinds of conditions. And I'm not going to be super harsh on the receivers like I've been in the other games um, with a number of drops as well. Um, but yeah, Allen was amazing at generating explosives. Um, his arm is strong enough to cut through the wind and the snow. Um, and it just kind of, it, it makes, the, it, the case makes itself for why he's, maybe the best bad weather quarterback in the league um, and is uniquely suited for um, playing in Buffalo. And I think this game was a great case as to why explosive play after explosive play, despite the fact that the weather is horrendous. Um, I don't think you can really ask for more from a guy. Um, ball control and accuracy are the biggest things that get disrupted um, in those types of weather games. And Allen is able to overcome it because he just has such a deep bag of big time throws. So um, yeah, very, very impressive game from Josh Allen, especially considering the conditions. I absolutely agree, and I think one thing you said was maybe he's the best bad-weather quarterback, but I think games like this, to me at least, prove he's by far uh, the best bad-weather quarterback in the league. He's absolutely incredible in that, and I don't know if the Bills had that in mind or kind of lucked out with it, but like you said, he his build absolutely fits uh, this Buffalo weather, and like I was saying with the last game, you kind of expect this with every game in Buffalo at this point in the year, because... That's just how the weather is there. And Allen, with how big his arm is, he's just able to slice and dice despite the winds, despite whatever snow or rain may be falling because he's just so strong and it really doesn't matter. Typically, his arm strength gets... It makes him able to push the ball downfield with these, but he also has incredible velocity. And when you throw the ball as fast as him, it almost doesn't matter that cold weather because he's just able to play through it and not to mention one thing 
all NFL teams love to do when it's cold weather is just stick to running the ball. I mean, we see it with the opposite side with how much Miami did it. And the Bills did it even more, but the difference is they include Josh Allen in the rushing attack because his rushes are even more impactful in the cold because he's so just big and physically imposing. He's able to run over defenders even easier and it hurts even more but yeah he was absolutely lights out in this one like I said he was great in the rushing game and passing despite not being able to or supposedly not being able to throw downfield because of the conditions he was still able to do it going downfield with passes to Knox, Diggs, Gabe Davis uh, and he was despite the Dolphins kind of attacking him putting a lot of pressure on him he does take two sacks but he was still able to get rid of the ball with ease most of the time he was able to still get consistent yards and consistent offense with this team despite not being in the best conditions and he still was able to like PD said control the ball be very accurate put the ball in the the exact places he needed to get his receivers to get plenty of yak yards because in a game like this you don't want to be throwing the ball too far downfield you want to just kind of get it to your guys and let them do their thing and he did a fantastic job at that so with the weather tax included this was an incredible game all right moving on to the next one against chicago this one was pretty horrible um allen was just very very out of rhythm in this one putting the ball in harm's way a number of times, two interceptions, both turnover-worthy plays. Um, one of them specifically just a horrid interception where he just chucks it across his body uh, right to a defender, um, plus another fumble. So um, very, very bad in terms of that. Um, and in terms of making it up with explosive plays, he has a couple here or there. But for me, the degree of horrible that the turnover-worthy plays were in terms of how likely should you be to commit a turnover-worthy play in that situation is just very, very, very low. So... Um, yeah, the, the turnover worthy plays really hurt him in the pa- in the passing attack, despite the fact that he generates a couple of explosive plays. And I can't call this even an average passing performance. Um, and in the run game, he didn't really do much to make up for it. So uh, solidly below average performance in this one. Yeah, these are the games that absolutely confuse me with Allen because we come back from that game against the Dolphins last week where despite terrible conditions against all odds, he's able to put up an amazing performance. And then he comes out in this week and looks absolutely a different player. And we saw it a little bit earlier with a couple of tale of two halves games, other games where he was just turning the ball over too much. Uh, But this is kind of the pinnacle of it because – uh, there aren't very many quarterbacks in his caliber who will have a game kind of like this game he had against the Bears, and I think he goes under the radar because of how bad the Bills beat the Bears. But I agree with PD, and I really didn't see him do much right in this game. Uh, he was pretty unimpactful in the rushing game. He did have a touchdown but and, and one pretty big run, but definitely not as impactful as we would have liked given how bad he was as a passer, because he was pretty inaccurate in this one. He didn't have a high volume of passing, and he still wasn't able to hit his targets a lot of the time. Uh, He really wasn't able to get anything going with his main guys like Diggs, Gabe Davis. Uh, He just didn't seem aggressive once again for whatever reason. 
Uh, and usually we see an incredibly aggressive Allen. So once again, it's super weird to see when he plays like this. And for whatever reason, when he's not as aggressive, it seems to lead to even more mistakes than we will, we see normally with him. Obviously, he did have that one fumble, which he was able to get back. But two pretty, pretty bad picks in this one. And it's surprising when he's going up against Justin Fields and Nathan Peterman, and he's the one throwing the worst picks in the situation. Uh, so definitely didn't make enough plays to make up for all the mistakes he made. He did do a good job at avoiding pressure and only took one sack. But in general, as a passer, he was pretty bad. He was mid as a rusher, so poor performance overall. All right. Um, like we said for Joe Burrow, um, I don't know how much we can touch on this next game against the Bills, but uh, or Bengals Bills, yeah. but um, yeah, Allen was off for, to a solid start. It really sucks for Allen's sake um, because I think with the good performance in a win, um, with the Bills having an opportunity to clinch the one seed, he could have really pushed for the MVP in this one. But uh, yeah, he yeah, had, they had the they had the game canceled, and um, yeah, it, it was it was really unfortunate to see that happen on live TV, like we said last episode. Yeah, absolutely. Not much more that can be said for me. I also thought he was solid up till the point the game ended. And like we said with the Burrow episode, this was a big game. We obviously see a rematch in the playoffs, but the Bills still had a chance to control their own destiny, get the one seed, and maybe that does uh, affect them down the road. They do lose a home game, so maybe it didn't end up mattering anyways. But definitely still a missed opportunity from them, and it just sucks. But obviously, I'm sure they don't really mind. They were probably just hoping for the best of DeMar Hamlin, who's obviously back and doing well now. So it ended up being fine. All right, moving on to the next one. Um, So the completion percentage in this one, kind of pretty off because of drops by the receivers again. Um, And I thought Josh Allen was very, very accurate. But the thing that really pushed this performance over the top, um, despite the statistical indicators in this game, was the fact that I thought the interception wasn't his fault. um, And the fact that he was playing under a ton of pressure, only took a couple of sacks, and was launching the ball down the field. Just some some of the very best throws that you'll see all year. Um, Just insane throws out of structure on the run. There's one just across the field. like I mean, just... I mentioned before that he has an incredible bag of big-time throws, and it was just all on display in this one. Um, And so I'm much higher on this one than the stats would indicate. Um, And I would call this an incredibly elite game, one of the very best of the year. Uh, I also actually agree with you that this game was really, really good and honestly underrated. To me, I wouldn't put it as one of his best of the year. I think there were a couple of more that really blew me out of the water more. But I still really liked this game over the course of this season, and I thought it was a fantastic way for him to end the regular season. Uh, I would have hoped he continued this as we went on because he was really, really good in this one. Uh, I agree with you that Allen was absolutely accurate in this one. Uh, Even though his completion percentage is pretty good without the drops excluded, when you include the drops, he was pretty much flawless in that category. He did a great job once again of doing what he does best and being aggressive, attacking downfield. Uh, And 
I think it kind of he kind of got the benefit of it finally being good weather in Buffalo for this game, and we saw him be able to cook for the first time in a while in actually a decent conditions. And he was going downfield to Diggs. We saw a deep shot to John Brown for a touchdown, and he was still attacking underneath with Gabe Davis, even more to Diggs. Overall, he was just. Very accurate on point. I'd actually agree with you that that interception was not his fault. And despite the amount of pressure the Pats were sending at him to kind of force him to do much, because it seemed like the last game they got absolutely cooked not sending pressure at him. This game, I felt like they sent more to offset that, and it didn't work anyways. The Pats got cooked regardless. Uh, They were able to bring him down twice, but overall, it wasn't anything that affected the game. He didn't fumble, and like we both mentioned, that pick wasn't his fault. So no real mistakes here. Uh, Him not being a rushing threat doesn't add, but him being so uh, amazing in the passing game means this was a very good performance for me. And honestly, I thought this was a great way to end the regular season, especially for a team pushing for a Super Bowl, pushing for a long uh, postseason. And uh, I guess we're about to get into it now. But at least I was disappointed with what we have to remain. No, I I can say I was disappointed too. Um, So let's go into the wild card um, with the Miami game. So um, we're going to disagree here. We've already talked about it a lot, but... um, Mm Up and down isn't a strong enough word to describe this because the ups were unbelievable and the downs were equally as unbelievable. Um, It's just the frequency at which they happened that I think makes this a plus performance. But um, he was just he was just chucking it down the field. And um, with his physical gifts, you're going to get good results most of the time. Uh, Seven sacks in this one, three fumbles, all three fumbles his fault. One interception was kind of his fault as well. he was just generating explosive play after explosive play and then having turnover-worthy play after turnover-worthy play. So um, for me, this one ended up with three and a half to four turnover-worthy plays and eight to nine explosive plays. So that's going to outweigh the turnover-worthy plays in that category and it's going to make it a positive performance. But um, with someone like Potty who weighs the negatives pretty heavily, I, I, I understand where he's coming from there. Um, just for me, um, it's, it's not the traditional way to generate um, a successful offense, but it is a way to generate a successful offense. So um, just the insane explosives uh, combined with the giant turnover worthy plays, I still can get to it being a solidly good performance. Uh, Yeah, I think you mentioned it a couple of times, but I absolutely disagree. Uh, And the main thing for me is a couple of things. The first context is this Dolphins team were coming in without their two top quarterbacks. And really, offensively, they were pretty terrible. They weren't getting anything going. And you look at the result of the game, 34-31, and you think, why would this Miami offense playing as bad as they did? How was this really even a game? This shouldn't have been close, right? With If Allen did play well and this Buffalo offense plays normal, uh, this Dolphins defense isn't the best, but for whatever reason, it ended up being close. And the answer is because the Dolphins defense came in aggressive. They wanted to force Allen to make as many mistakes as possible, and he fell into the trap every single time. And if it wasn't for how terrible this Miami Dolphins offense was and weren't able to get anything done, Allen would have pretty much given this game away. And I think if he does lose this game for a lot of people, 
uh, not necessarily UPD, but for a lot of people in general, they look at this game completely differently because the Bills defense was able to hang on. Uh, we kind of ignore all the mistakes he has here, or at least the general public do, but there were a lot of situations here where he could have lost in the game. For starters, and one place there where we disagree on the most is those interceptions. In both cases, I thought he was making the wrong read. In the first one, specifically to Cole Beasley, I just thought the timing was so off. And when you make a throw that late, you very much run the risk of a tip interception. And that's what happened. To me, that's not a lucky play. That's him making the wrong throw, making it too late, and thinking his arm talent would make up for it. And clearly it didn't. And the second throw I thought was very much his fault. Uh, I think even if the receiver runs where he intended, he still throws a pick there. So two pretty bad plays there that were able to get Miami coming back. Three fumbles in this one, one of which I thought was the worst, where he was getting pressured in the pocket. He decides to kind of turn around and then let the defense or let the defensive lineman sack him and punch the ball out. The Dolphins were able to pick that up and run a down for a touchdown and make the game close once again. And the other two uh, fumbles, even though it wasn't lost, once again, as we talk about with pretty much the rest of the season. It still messes up the drive. It still messes up what they have going on with timing, with play calling, whatnot. It ruined drives. And that is five mistakes just with the interceptions and fumbles. And then when you go into the sacks, seven sacks in this one. And I know the Bills offensive line didn't put in the best shift in this one, but a lot of it was just him trying to hold onto the ball too long, do too much with it. And that's why we saw so many fumbles. That's why we saw a fumble that almost cost them the entire game and should have, if anyone with a single quarterbacking ability that wasn't Skylar Thompson was playing across for the Dolphins. Uh, so seven terrible sacks and what felt like he was pressured all damn day because he was bailing the pocket. He was not getting rid of the ball. And yes, he did have a bunch of incredible throws. That's what we expect out of Josh Allen. And he even superseded that. A lot of deep passes, specifically to Diggs and Gabe Davis. Uh, I think because the Dalton, but to me, why? Uh, it's not as good as it may seem on paper is because the Dolphins had pretty much full sold on going after Allen. It was one-on-ones all over the field, and Allen decided he's either going to turn the ball over or make an incredible play. Uh, even though he had his receivers, I felt open pretty the all damn day, it felt like. And instead of just hitting them consistently the entire game, He was ruining drives with all the mistakes he was making. He wasn't really attacking in the rushing game uh, to make up for it because of how many mistakes he was making. Uh, So to me, all of those positive plays downfield, and even then it was only really the – it was a sizable amount, but I still think the negatives outweigh it. To me, this was a bad performance, and I think if the score was reversed, it was 34 Dolphins, 31 Bills, I think. A lot of people would look at this game differently, too. All right, moving on to the next one. So I think we're going to disagree on this one, too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's for a little bit of a different reason. So um, for Allen in this game, I just thought the Bills' offense didn't really show up to play. And he's part of that. I thought he was pretty mediocre. Made an, a nice explosive play. Uh, one turnover he play at the end, which I don't want to discount too much. He's down by a bunch of points. Um, throws a pick where he's trying to push the ball into the end zone. But... One thing that is definitely true is that he was under a ton of pressure 
bunch of it was self-created and the rhythm of the offense was terrible. Um, but the context that I want to add um, that's important to me is that I thought there was basically nowhere to go to, with the ball pretty consistently. Um, and yeah, um, would I say that I was disappointed that Josh Allen couldn't manufacture something out of those situations? Sure. Um, in theory, he's one of the very best at manufacturing something out of um, perfectly covered plays. But uh, this one, it was just not his day. Um, it was it was out of rhythm when he was out of structure and in structure. There was really not not much to, uh, places to go with the ball. Um, Bengals defense just kind of owned the Bills offense in this one. Um, and yeah, I thought he was mediocre overall, but um, I don't want him to just get all the blame in this one, despite the fact that uh, the Bills offense was pretty stinky overall. Well, surprisingly, I actually don't disagree with you as much as I would have for the last game. Uh, I also don't think he was terrible and the sole reason the Bills lost. Uh, like a lot of people were saying on social media, I think after this game, Josh Allen got the most slander I've really ever seen with them. And I feel like it's kind of stuck throughout the offseason. That's kind of what happens when you underperform in these big playoff games. Uh, but I certainly did have him having a, a bad performance. And for me, I also do absolutely agree with you. The Bills offense certainly did not come to play today, whether it was the offensive line not really blocking on any run play all day long. Uh, and even if they did one or two of those plays, Devin Singletary or James Cook were just putting their head down and comfortable with getting only three, four yards, not really doing too much. And even Josh Allen, uh, the Bengals kind of, it seemed like they were, ready to kind of combat anything he had in the rushing attack, and he was getting stuffed all day long. Uh, and I also agree that a lot of his receivers really weren't getting an, any separation against, honestly, not the best secondary in the world. The Bengals, I'd definitely say, is above uh, above average, maybe even closing in on the top 10. But it's not elite like that Jets one that it should have been locking them up as much as it was. And his main playmakers and guys like Diggs and Davis uh, were really not getting open. And I think that was a great excuse for the first half of what was going on because to me in the first half, I completely agree. He really wasn't getting anything going because he had no help from his team. He had no blocking. He had no receivers. To me, where and I think where we really defer is the second half. Because to me, in the second half, the team did come to play a little bit more. I think they had kind of gotten riled up at that point. It was still only 17-7. They definitely had a chance to come back here. And we've seen the Bills do it. They're a high-power offense. They can score. And I really did think in that second half, he was getting guys open. We saw a lot more good concepts called from that coaching staff. Uh, I think the Bill, the Bengals had taken away what they were do, trying to do with going downfield consistently. So they went with a lot more East and West offense, kind of not something that they were uh, – they necessarily run as much during the regular season, but it was something that the Bengals didn't expect. And I felt like they had something going there. And what ended up selling them was the inaccuracy of jo Josh Allen, in my opinion. I think second half drive after drive, they were able to put together a couple of plays here and there. They were able to move the ball a little bit. And there just came a set of downs where Josh Allen just simply threw it into the dirt. He was letting the pressure get to him and had to throw it away. Uh, he was missing balls high. It was just 
time and time again that second half. And I'll agree with you that interception at the end of the game, I'm not going to fully blame him for. At that point, he had to do something to kind of attack and get something going. Uh, to me, the interception may not be his fault, but it was still an inaccurate throw nonetheless, even if he was trying to make something out of nothing. In general, just that second half, I just didn't feel like he was doing the best he could uh, to make them win this game because of how many throws he was missing. And he wasn't making up for it with any explosives all all day long. Uh, we didn't really see any interceptable passes, no fumbles, but I think it was more because he was just throwing it into areas where it was really uncatchable for everybody. Uh, and I don't know what happened to him there. It's something I really don't see much of Allen. In the second half, watching it live, I just kind of remember time and time again just having my hands in my face thinking, what is he doing? And when you see the flip side of Burrow being able to put passes together in the same weather, same conditions, because I know a lot of people are kind of going to the conditions here, kind of blaming that too. But to me, when Burrow was able to do it and Allen still was able to, was just time and time again missing those throws, to me, this ends up being a bad performance. And this isn't terrible. I think I'm closer to where you are with mediocre PD than on the terrible side. I do think he was bad, but the team was really, really bad. So I can't blame him too much. He definitely was not the sole reason for their loss. I would argue nowhere even near the main reason for their loss. But he was asked to do something very specific in hitting those throws in a new style of offense. And either he wasn't able to adapt or he choked under the pressure missing those throws because those are throws I know Josh Allen can make. And he didn't make them, and he definitely contributed in their season ending. Uh, so to me, this is a pretty uh, disappointing playoffs overall, more so in the Dolphins game, but this one was definitely added to it as well. Yeah, he definitely lives by the sword and dies by the sword of the explosive plays. That's that's one yeah, thing absolutely. I can say for sure. Um, all right, so let's talk about Josh Allen this year and his fit with the team and scheme of the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills have made some pretty significant additions with their scheme and um, with the way that they're structuring this personnel. So I think that the addition of um, guys like Damian Harris, Dalton Kincaid, um, and the way they have kind of come out in the preseason and shown their formations, it looks like they want to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands a little bit, which um, I know there's been a lot of praise on social media from um, the film nerds and stuff like that, but I'm not really the biggest fan of that. Um, I think that to extract the most value out of Josh Allen, you just got to let him go. You just got to put everything on his plate and lean into kind of the defensive side of the ball, which can be a little bit tricky because defenses high variance it's um, definitely a unit that requires you to all be on a string together um, and injuries can really really hurt it but um, getting off track a little bit here but Josh Allen I think should be a guy who tries to lift bad offenses to uh, decent and allow the defense to do the rest of the work so I'm not really sure how this will go Allen's kind of um, bouts of inaccuracy um tendency to want to play out of structure more than the average quarterback, um, I think are a little bit disruptive from for an offense that wants to go more uh, run game. Uh, if they want to go more timing-based, um, I guess um, I wouldn't be a fan of that. The one thing I will say is that with the way that this team is structured, if they start going to run game and play action more so, that, that sounds really enticing to me. Because Josh Allen, like we've mentioned, all-time arm, um, 
maybe the strongest and best arm in the league right now. Um, I think that's a good fit for a play-action heavy scheme where he can just launch bombs off play-action from under center. I would really, really be a fan of that um, and just kind of use tight ends and shorter guys like a Kincaid and, and, uh, and a James Cook as uh, counters to um, their play-action game. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this Bills offense unfolds, but um, I wouldn't be floored if they just pivoted back to what they usually do and just say, Josh Allen, please go win us the game and – um, that just became their offense at some point of the year. Yeah, one thing I agree with you very much so is that scheme thing. But before I get into that, I'll talk about uh, kind of their roster a little bit. Uh, for one, I think their running back room honestly does suit uh, Josh Allen pretty well. I think typically they have had guys of that Devin Singletary mold or, well, he's been there for a while, where I feel like he's more of a bruising back. He's very much in between the tackles, and he is pretty good in the receiving game as well, but even there, it's not like something that's going to break your back with speed and agility and that sort of mold. Uh, And I think they kind of retained a guy like that with Damian Harris, so they still have that, and the Bills are obviously a very physical, right to run the uh, ball over the middle type of offense, and they can still do that with Harris. But I like them kind of expanding their role, or at least projecting to expand their role with James Cook as well. He kind of provides a different skill set with making people miss in the open field, being quick, agile, really important in the receiving game, uh, maybe even speed runs towards outside the tackles is stuff he can do. And I think that's stuff they really haven't explored in that offense. And that's something that with Josh Allen's agility and quickness and being able to get out of the pocket, make plays, and like you said, play action, I think that's something they definitely should explore. And uh, I'm excited for that running back room there. Uh, Still not a whole lot of talent there. And I think when you have someone like Allen, you may want to supplement that with a good running back too so that you don't always have to rely on him for uh rushing impact and maybe even offense in general because like pd said i also agree is that you kind of need him as a one-man offense and the best way to do that is also get a running back to you know run uh read options with run rpos with and maybe they do kind of have that in like a multi-running back scheme here but uh, still could use a bit more talent. And in terms of the receiving room, I think it's very, very similar to what we've seen in years prior. Diggs obviously being almost a workhorse receiver, if that's even a thing, kind of getting a big, big majority of the volume of uh, where Josh Allen passes. You have Gabe Davis on kind of the occasional deep shot. And then the rest of the guys just get the ball when Josh Allen feels they're open. Uh, that's clearly been a method for success the last couple of years. I would have maybe liked them to add another uh, key a receiver on offense because we saw in many games last year when an elite uh, corner was able to limit digs. Josh Allen in this whole offense was a lot more limited and got a lot more, a lot less yardage because they didn't have another guy who could just separate elitely. And I think they're going to have that again. So definitely another flaw in their receiving core there. Uh, I love their tight end core, though. I think Dawson Knox is already an amazing fit with the Bills, and Dalton Kincaid's uh, kind of uh, uh, 
ceiling here is endless. I think he fits in amazingly with Josh Allen, where he's a huge target, can go over the middle and get open on kind of any sort of defender, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a safety. You won't really see much corners on him, but he'd probably body them too. Uh, He's almost like a receiver in a tight end role, and I really want to see Josh Allen with someone of that mold because we've seen someone with to that extreme case with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And I think Allen can make a lot of those similar throws. And maybe Dalton uh, Kincaid's not Travis Kelsey, but I think he can play a similar role. And I'm really excited for that. I think tight ends are great for Josh Allen to have too, just with the way he plays offense and kind of the – uh, if they do go into that play-action heavy offense, they're going to be used a lot in those two tight end sets. So I love that. Uh, I do wish they surrounded Josh Allen with a better offensive line. And I will say, if there's one quarterback you really don't need a good offensive line with, it is Josh Allen. Uh, but like PD said, he's also a killer in the pocket, and you really don't want him getting hurt. So I don't understand why they haven't invested more in this offensive line. Uh, to me, I think because of Josh Allen being as amazing as he is, and because of the playmakers and guys like Diggs, Kincaid, maybe even James Cook, uh, we can see this offense still be good, and I still think it'll be an elite-level offense. I just find it very confusing as to why this team continues to choose not to invest just a little bit more uh, in this offense. Because, yeah, I agree that you should do... Uh, you With Josh Allen, you do want to kind of go one-man offense with him and invest in the defense, but I would like at least an offensive line for him, maybe one more playmaker to kind of take them through those games we saw time and time again last year and honestly probably ended their season last year. Uh, I would have liked them to invest a little bit more in that. And as far as scheme goes, I think the scheme that Sean McDermott has, uh, that ha- has Josh Allen running for all these years is a little bit flawed because as much as we do like to see the Josh Allen one-man weapon system, as we saw time and time again last year, it does have kind of its drawbacks when they're able to kind of lock everyone up and they say, okay, only Josh Allen's going to beat us. But when there's really no one to go to, it makes it incredibly difficult, kind of with the biggest example being that Bengals game. Uh, so I don't love the fact that if they go into this uh, season being with Josh Allen running more of a spread offense, because I don't think that suits him whatsoever. I don't think he really has the accuracy for that. And it really doesn't make sense to keep him in the pocket as much. But if they do have a very run heavy, play action heavy deep shot taking offense where they run a lot of heavy packages, but still have like a digs or Davis out there to cook teams downfield and then kind of ground and pound the rest of the way. I think that very much suits Allen's game. And I think that would be great at getting other people involved and still having successful offense, not putting too much on Allen while still using his skill set. But I also think kind of like PD, they may just, revert to what they've been doing the past three years because obviously it has worked to a certain extent but if they do want to kind of go to the next level I know their aspirations is winning the Super Bowl here at least getting there uh they do want to add another wrinkle to their offense and I think that play action sort of thing is definitely what it needs to be at this point we kind of don't know what it is until the season starts. We won't know. Uh, but this offense does project once again to be really, really good. Josh Allen's going to be 
obviously the biggest part of that. I just hope they can somehow find a way to help him while uh, having his strong suit Stein still. All right, so let's get to the juicy stuff, the projections for this year. Um, and before I get into it, I want to discuss some more archetypical stuff Um like we were mentioning a little bit before, because um, that's the most interesting thing to discuss with for me. Um, when we're thinking about a quarterback like Josh Allen, right? And we, we've kind of uh, hinted at this when we did the Russell Wilson episode, but for certain guys, um, just their lack of ability to play in structure. For Josh Allen, it's his ability to just kind of bail from the pocket too frequently. Um, and for someone like Russell Wilson is that he can't see over the middle of the field. He bails from the pocket. He um, just kind of doesn't do things on time. Um, so there's a lot of complicating factors for a quarterback like this. Um, and I think you can't really just um, expect these guys to reach the level of heights that certain other guys can with, with who play with accuracy and timing and such. Um, he's not Steve Young. He's more in the mold of Brett Favre or John Elway where you ask him to just backpack the offense He'll have a couple of horrendous games a year, but you just have to eat that for the ability of playing in uh, terrible weather um, and going on heaters like we saw in the 2021 playoffs. Um, He's very, very, very much a floor raiser who has some ceiling raising traits with his anticipation and improving accuracy, um, but he still needs to do a little bit of work um, if he wants to really, really get that quarterback one spot. Um, And, Maybe it's not really an indictment of him that he's not quarterback one because, um, as we'll talk about in the next episode, quarterback one is really good. Um, and and we'll just I'll, – I'll just leave it at that. Um, Allen is still a developing player. He's shown massive, massive strides in terms of his accuracy, his timing, all the ceiling-raising traits that I, I talk about and um, I continue to mention as things that are common between uh, high-level quarterback – a high level quarterback play and high level offenses. Um, Josh Allen is still working on those things. Um, and they're a little bit easier to develop, I think, than um, the floor raising traits because um, you need to kind of just have athletic tools and feel. Um, that's just what gives you a kind of floor, in my opinion. He has both of those things um, in certain areas, but just continuing to chip away at throwing the ball at harm's way less. Um, that one's a little bit stickier, so I could see him consistently just being that way. But consist- consistently improving the timing, um, kind of bailing from the pocket less, I could see him getting better at that as he um, loses some athleticism and is forced to play a different way. Um, and so maybe these changes happen this year. And so for my ranges, um, I would say for me, his median outcome is solid to QB2. Um, I think he's probably closer to QB1 than he is to QB4 or 5. Um, he is just a devastating force as a floor is there in. There's no team that you can drop him on, and I would say, oh, they don't really have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, that's how good he is as a floor raiser. He can make any offense look pretty average, uh, except maybe the Cardinals. They, they might be a special case. But um, every other team, I think he could make their offense look pretty average. Um, and for his high-end outcomes, so like we kind of mentioned with Joe Burrow and a few of the quarterbacks before him, um, these high-end outcomes, it's not about QB1 anymore. It's about how good of a QB1 are you? And for a 75th percentile outcome, I see Josh Allen as QB1, um, and he can just probably just win the MVP. That's kind of his his higher-end outcome in this one. Um, he improves his timing a little bit more. He synergizes well with the guys that the Bills have added, and um, the, the new style of offense does him a lot of good. Um, at the 100th percentile outcome, 
like I mentioned just now, um, it's not anymore about how good of a, or it's not anymore about whether you're QB one. It's about how good of a QB one are you? Um, and I think he could potentially challenge for one of the best QB seasons of all time. Um, we've seen him make a monster leap before, and so he probably doesn't have too much left in the tank uh, because the all are so good. But if he improves his accuracy and anticipation to um, very very good levels rather than just good, um, it would it would do him a world of good. Um, if he improves the early pocket bailing thing, that would do him even more good than the stuff I just mentioned. Um, and that would be one of the great seasons of all time. Um, and then at the 25th percentile and 0th percentile, so 25th percentile, I think something like QB 4-ish to 5, uh, if he just continues, if he goes on like a colder streak of turnover-worthy plays, um, deals with an injury again, um, and the Bills' offensive synergy is just kind of not very good, and he's not allowed to just play hero ball. Um, I could see him fall off a little bit, but um, his floor-raising traits, again, just too good for him to just completely fall off for me. And at the zero percentile outcome, he's again dealing with a ton of injury. Uh, maybe he has a little bit of regression. We're getting to that age where um, Josh Allen is no longer uh, – should he should no longer be expected to consistently be the same athlete traditionally year over year. Um, and so maybe he faces some regression as a rusher. Um, his arm starts to die down a little bit, although I don't think that one is as as, as possible. Um, and he just kind of goes on a close streak as well while dealing with injuries to himself and and the bills so that would be something more like a qb6 to 7 but i don't really see him going outside of the pro bowl range um the kyle allen kyle allen's a pretty bad player um i think he's firmly confined to low-end backup um if he plays if he plays at all um with josh allen injured i think there's possibility that he looks like a third stringer um and at the highest end outcomes he looks like a mediocre backup pretty bad player damn giving uh, Kyle Allen, the opportunity to play and for him to go worse is kind of wild. But <laughs> anyways, getting into Josh Allen, I think one of the biggest things you mentioned that I really, really like is kind of him being so young and him still having like a lot of time. Like at the end of the day, he's still only 27 and we're kind of in this weird place in the league. Uh, and I don't think it happens too often where all of the league's best quarterbacks are either entering their prime now or still approaching it, or at least pretty much everyone who we consider some of the best. And it's crazy to think that guys like Josh Allen absolutely could improve on some of those minor flaws we have because he's so incredible that we do have to nitpick. And when you have, when you're as aggressive as he is, some of those picks and fumbles do come, but there is a chance he improves on that a lot. Uh, there's, I think there's a very good chance he improves on not bailing on the pa- pocket too much because I think that's one of those fixes that can happen uh, a lot more easy. And I definitely think that's something he can still do. Uh, another thing is obviously, like you mentioned, his anticipation, accuracy, stuff of that sort. Uh, I think that's something he's already made such a big leap in from where he was in college and early in his NFL. I'm not sure if there's too much left in the tank, kind of like you were saying with him improving. Uh, But if he is to, it would only make his game even more incredible. And for me, I think the biggest factor would be, and it's something we're not going to get to see this year, uh, and I would love to see him just get one more elite weapon. It doesn't have to be someone on the level of Stefan Diggs, but I feel like Almost everybody else uh, in kind of this tier, except maybe that guy at one, has a second option who we also value as very lethal. 
and I would like Josh Allen to see that. I uh, I think that would expand his game a lot. But as far as what he can do for next year, I don't think there's that much to improve on, and he's already very incredible. And one thing, I'll disclaimer before I get into it, is I absolutely don't really have the same sort of rankings as PD here. Uh, I'm a little bit a lower on Allen, and I think it's kind of similar to him with him and uh, the QB one position, where where Allen is isn't it necessarily indicative of me thinking he's bad or him being necessarily even worse than these guys previously just to me these guys I think will have an even better season next year and Allen still plays incredibly but to me I think some of these guys just end up being better than him and for that reason I have Allen at QB4 I think the guy we talked about last episode I already had him at two over Allen this year so to me I think that just continues Uh, I mentioned a couple of other episodes ago with Justin Herbert I expect a big leap there so once again I still see Allen putting up a very very elite season like we've seen the past years I don't expect a big jump kind of like how other people may expect I don't see him leaping into the all-time great level but I still have him having a very very good season that is just beaten out by other very, very good seasons. And I think I mentioned in the last episode, to me, there's only three guys in this elite tier. And even though I may have a guy like Herbert over Allen in the 50 percentile outcome, I think Allen by far has the higher ceiling here in terms of who will have the better season. And to me, if he is able to fix those mistakes, we saw time and time again last year that cost them so many games that cost them their season ultimately. I think those are stuff that he can easily fix. And if he is able to, I could see him going as high as QB1 as well. Uh, I I think it's the least likely of Burrow and the other guy we're going to talk about in our final episode. Uh, I think people kind of know who it is by now. But I, I, I still do think there is a possibility that he has that QB1 season. And at his lowest, I think he can only really fall to somewhere like QB6. And even that, I think it would have to happen if he's dealing with injuries or if the O-line is so bad uh, that he ends up not really having as much time as he would like. Or maybe the scheme change kind of fails and we see a lot more of those mistakes that we kind of hate out of Allen and he falls to that range. But I think he's just so talented, so impactful, not only with his high-level explosive plays, but also as a rusher. I just can't see him falling below 5'6". Uh, so that's kind of the range I have Allen in and the other Allen and Kyle Allen. I very much agree with PD. I think he's a bottom level, a backup, almost a third stringer. Uh, if I'm a team that has a rusher like Allen, who's as aggressive and takes as many hits as he does, I would absolutely get someone better. But, uh, I guess that's kind of the situation they're in. Uh, I guess if he plays more, maybe he could work himself up to being a mid-level backup or like PD mentioned, which I did find kind of funny he mentioned first. But yeah, he could also play bad uh, and fall into the third string range, which very possible given his track record. All right. One more thing before we get out that I forgot to mention um, that you were talking about with the Bills offensive line investment. Um, I think there's a specific reason for that. And they see some of the same things that I do, or I would like to think, um, but they, they they invest more in defense than you would think. Um, despite the fact that their defense w- consistently finishes below their offense in a number of these metrics, um, their defense is the side of the ball that gets more investment. 
And it's because of so, so many injuries consistently every single year with the Bills' defense that I think the team underperforms these lofty expectations that I give them and other people give them as well. Um, Their plan, I think, from a team-building standpoint is to have elite quarterback, elite wide receiver one, um, and then just decent pieces everywhere. And you can see that along the offensive line. No one is uh, truly horrendous, I would say, except for maybe Spencer Brown, but no one truly horrendous. Um, and then with the receivers, they're all just kind of average. And that kind of that kind of gets you into a rut in matchups like against the Bengals when they have better corners um, and they can kind of bracket digs and, and send help at him. And um, the other receivers are average and the corners are above average. So that gets you in a tricky spot. But um, I think that the reason that um, the Bills' offensive line investment doesn't look that strong is because of the way that they invest in the defense. Yeah, and I can see that because having someone like Allen who almost no matter what tools you put around him, he's able to still create a great offense. It does make sense to just sure up the defense with all your money so that you can have a pretty good team all around because if Allen's taking care of the offensive side and you have a lot of studs defensively, that does seem like a recipe for success. But for me, the problem is, is year in and year out, and it's three years now, we have this Bills team with lofty expectations. They have an incredible offense. Their defense is uh, formidable. And we see them crumble in the playoffs time and time again. And sure, I'd argue part of that is Allen, but I think anybody in general would argue by far that it's not Allen being the main problem. And there's the deficiencies in the other position groups of their offense that ends up letting them down there. Because I don't think this Bills offensive line is a championship-level offensive line, to be quite frank. And I think when you go up against these elite teams in the playoffs that do have defenses that can lock up, or maybe in some cases like the Jets, they have an elite secondary that can give Josh Allen a lot more, lot, lot less just opportunity to throw because the receivers are tight. It forces him to wait longer in the pocket and ultimately still generates pressure. So they just there's just too many holes because if you did get an elite offensive line, then when they lock down digs, you can just run the ball or still just have Allen stay in the pocket longer and find something. Or maybe if they invested, like I said, in another elite running back or an elite playmaker at receiver, then when you do have digs get extra attention and the offensive lines may be giving up a lot of sacks you still have a second guy who can go out there and make a play for this team and still get significant yardage. Uh, I do agree that focusing this offense on Josh Allen is definitely the move, but to me, they just have too many deficiencies on the other position groups. And because Josh Allen's so elite, this offense will no matter what still be really, really good. As long as they have Allen and Diggs, I think there's this offense is still going to be unstoppable like 75% of the time, but their goal here isn't just to be good in the regular season and lose in the playoffs. Year in, year out, the Bills are favorites to win it all. That's what they want to do. They want Allen to win a ring here. And to me, they just can't have that success unless they also share up the offensive line or somewhere else on the position or use that money if they are investing it in the defense. It's got to be a top three defense easily like something on the level of what we saw the Niners last year, the Eagles last year. And those teams still probably have less holes offensively. 
Uh, so to me, they either have to spend their money more wisely on defense, make it elite, or spend some of that money on helping out Josh Allen, cheering up that offense. Because either way, we've seen time and time again, it's not just a one season where this has happened. In, and they've lost in different ways every time. Last year, you could argue, yeah, it was a lot more of the offensive line, the lack of offensive weapons. But the year prior, when they had they were flawless offensively, and Josh Allen had one of the best uh, uh, offensive shows of all time. They were let down by the defense. So every year it's something, and they need to sure up one side of the ball to figure it out and ultimately do what they want to do, do what they want to achieve with Josh Allen. Yeah, they're, they're fourth in roster spending on defense by percentage of the cap. Um, I guess you just have to pray for a Josh Allen heater like we saw in the 2021 playoffs and not have your defense yeah. fold in 13 seconds. Um, all right. That'll be, a lot us, for. that'll be all from us in this one. Make sure to like, leave a rating, do what you need to do on whatever platform that you're listening on. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PD34 underscore and at RealRahulPotty2. That'll be all from me. That'll be all from Potty. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Yep. Peace out.